Welcome to a Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter, and today we've made it to day 18. Today we're going to continue our journey by looking at this virtue of prudence that Joseph lived out to the fullest. And we're going to see especially how it takes flesh in his ability to discern Mary's miraculous pregnancy, and then even throughout his entire life in this ability to find great joy, even in the midst of great sorrow. So if you're ready, let's dive in, beginning as we always do with prayer, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Salutations to St. Joseph Hail Joseph, image of God the Father. Hail Joseph, Father of God the Son. Hail Joseph, temple of the Holy Spirit. Hail Joseph, beloved of the Holy Trinity. Hail Joseph, most faithful helper of the Great Council. Hail Joseph, guardian of holy virgins. Hail Joseph, great lover of poverty. Hail Joseph, exemplar of meekness and patience. Hail Joseph, model of humility and obedience. Blessed are you among men, and blessed are your eyes which have seen the things you saw. Blessed are your ears which have heard the the things you heard. And blessed are your hands which have fondled the word made flesh. And blessed are your arms which have carried him who keeps all things in existence. And blessed is your bosom on which the Son of God fondly rested, and blessed is your heart aflame with the most ardent love. And blessed is the Eternal Father who chose you, and blessed is the Son who loved you, and blessed is the Holy Spirit who sanctified you, and blessed is Mary, your spouse, who loved you as her spouse and brother, and blessed is the angel who guarded you, And blessed be forever all who bless and love you. The Memorare to St. Joseph Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, my spiritual father, and beg thy protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in thy goodness, Hear and answer me. Amen. Okay, well, praise the Lord. Let's end it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So excited to get started. I didn't even close the prayer. Gosh, uh, great to be with you again. As I said, this is day 18, and we're going to look at this great virtue of Joseph, his virtue of chastity. No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) We're done with chastity. We're going to talk about his prudence. We're going to talk about his, his prudence, this incredible virtue that um, is really the, the seat and the guardian of all other virtues. The catechism describes it as the charioteer of the other virtues. It's this ability to discern good, um, good from evil in any different circumstance. I remember St. Thomas Aquinas, he described prudence, this image of prudence, as having a a uh, young face to the future and an old face to the past. So to think about a person with a, a youthful face up front and an old face in, in the back of his head, indicating what, right? 
this prudence is his ability to see clearly into the future with a youth, with a youthful hope and promise and expectation, and yet at the same time, with a wisdom of old years to be able to look to the past to see, okay, but how did I get here? And it's in that formulation that there can be a truly prudent embrace of this given circumstance and to act prudently, rightly. It's the greatest of of virtues, and we see it played out in Joseph's life in a, a very real way. And I wanted to share with you something that I've been thinking about. I'm still fleshing it out, I guess, but consider this. We talked a couple days ago about the typology, about how Jesus, to really understand him, you have to understand him as being a new Adam. This is Romans chapter 5 that talks about through one man, sin and death entered into the world. Therefore, through one man, righteousness, because of righteousness, life came into the world. And so to be able to see Jesus as a new Adam is really essential. And therefore, if he's the new Adam, who's the new Eve? And to be able to see Mary play in there. And I, and I guess I wanted to present to all of you this speculation that it's not a direct one-to-one, but there's a lot to be gleaned from considering the ways that Adam can reveal Joseph. So how Joseph is maybe a new Adam. And consider this. In the paradise, the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were given everything they could ever want, everything they could ever need. It was all at their fingertips. God just made very clear, you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, lest you die. And who was it that came to be able to tempt them? Well, it was the serpent. But who was it? Well, it was the fallen angel, Lucifer, in the form of a servant. So it's through this angel to the woman that he was able to start twisting God's words, twisting God's message to be able to bring her to see God not as a good and loving father, one who they can trust. Like, no, I don't need this, this tree here. I have every other tree. No, but it was through the angel twisting Mary's perception of God that now all of a sudden Adam was invited into this sin too, to take of this fruit that was good for food and pleasing to the eye. And it was in that pride that they grasped at the, at the fruit. Consider now Joseph as a new Adam and Mary as the new Eve. For it was through an angel, Gabriel, coming to Mary that he was able to speak and not twist God's word, but speak the truth of God's word. That you will conceive and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. And here's what I was thinking about, and maybe you've thought about this too, and it's this wondering, how was it that Joseph found out about Mary's miraculous conception? That she had conceived this child that wasn't his? Was it through word of mouth? Were there rumors going around? Or was it through maybe a, a trusted friend? Was it Mary herself? I'd, I like to think that it was Mary herself who came to Joseph and was able to reveal to him this most private, personal reality, this gift. And so to consider how Joseph reacted has been depicted in different movies and um, TV series and, and all these things. And a lot of times they leave a lot to be desired. I think it would be really, we'd be really misled to consider Joseph being outraged and upset. It's like, oh, my plans are ruined and foiled. 
but instead to consider the way that Joseph took a step back. And scripture hints at this, right? That he wanted to step away from her quietly, distance himself from her. And hopefully in this, we see a couple things. First of all, a, a distinct difference in the way that he reacts to the new Eve compared to how Adam reacts to Eve, right? Whenever Eve presents to Adam, this is what the angel told me. You have to take it. You have to come in. I'm kind of filling in some words here, but you can only imagine, right? Adam, instead of being able to take a step back and to consider what's happening right now, what is the message that you're giving to me? Is it of truth? Is it of God? Or is it something that's twisted? Adam didn't discern and he gave in right away. And it was because of this, as opposed to being a guardian and a true steward of his ability to discern, he gave in rashly and grasped at the, the fruit and therefore ruptured his relationship with God. But now Joseph, right? He takes a step back, and this is prudence. He takes a step back to be able to look at the situation. What's happening right now? Where is God and where is he not? How's God asking me to act, to lead, and to truly love? Prudence. It's the charioteer of all the other virtues. It's because Joseph was able to take a step back and to discern the situation properly that now he's able to act in humility. Oh, God asks him through the angel, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary into your own home. Okay, now that's this virtue of courage to be able to take Mary into his own home. And now it's the ultimate virtue of charity. Love Mary with your whole heart. Love this child as if it's your own. This is this gift of prudence. And this is what we see Joseph exuding in a way that allows him to flourish. Does that make sense? I'd love to hear what, what you think, what your reaction is of seeing Joseph in this role, and especially in just the the connection of the the man, the woman, and the angel, and how Joseph really paves the way, we could say, through his fatherhood for at, for Jesus to fully take on the role of the new Adam. This uh, just the the second um, and concluding point, just to say briefly. There's a beautiful devotion of the seven sorrows and the seven joys of Joseph. And I'd ask you to prayerfully consider praying this devotion. This is very needed at all times, but I think especially right now. For Joseph is able to give us this vision of how whenever sufferings, whenever sorrows, persecution come our way, this true virtue of prudence allows us to see it in the full breadth and context of what God is doing, right? So, so many of us can react imprudently that as soon as we start suffering, as soon as there's a tragedy, we just throw our, our hands up and say like, ah, it's all over. I can't believe God did this to me. What's he doing? And how, like, I've been going to mass. I've been trying to pray more. Like, why? It's with Joseph's disposition that we're not afraid of the cross. We're not afraid of Calvary or of suffering for it's actually in that that we're able to see in prudence and correct discernment, how God can bring about an even greater joy, right? So one of the sorrows is the sorrow of having to distance himself from Mary and a respectful reverence of the mystery taking place within her life. And it's in this that he would have grieved. He would have grieved that he wasn't meant to be a part of it, only to have the angel now come and invite him into this relationship even deeper, Oh, now it's the joy, right? 
far exceeding the original joy of being able to take Mary, the most beautiful woman who's ever existed on this planet. Now he's able to experience an even greater joy. This, of course, is his entire life. But the other one that jumps out, of course, is the losing of the child Jesus in the temple. What was happening in his fatherly heart, right? Well, there, there's the cross. There's Calvary. There's this sorrow of not quite understanding what's happening. And here he is. It's this distancing, experiencing a distance from God, not because of sin. Most of us experience a distance from God through sin, through disobedience and selfishness, pride, vanity, etc. He experienced a distance from God just in the just in the plans of life, of the way that God worked this out. And it's only by a proper prudence that allows for humility and trust, and now a pursuit of the Lord, that he's able to experience the true joy of finding his son in the temple and an even greater manifestation of the eternal father in heaven. Does this make sense? It's this beautiful devotion. We need this, right? To be able to see in our own lives in these moments of sorrow and the cross, the ability to find how God is bringing us to an even greater joy than we could have imagined or planned on our own. With that said, with this heart of just appreciation for Joseph in this virtue of prudence, let's take this then to the litany, praying for his intercession, and that our hearts might be brought even closer to Jesus through his most chaste heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. 
O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of the most chaste heart of St. Joseph and the Immaculate Heart of our Blessed Mother Mary, may Almighty God bless, keep, and protect each and every one of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, God bless you all. So good to be with you. And just to uh, take off these different layers of Joseph, hopefully you're coming to appreciate and just uh, be blown away. There's so much more to Joseph than maybe what's on the surface. And as we continue to pursue him, know that he continues to pursue you. You, right where you are, so that he can be the father um, that you need, just to bring you even closer to his son, Jesus, and the eternal father in heaven. God bless you all. Let's keep each other in prayer. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And St. Joseph, pray for us.